My name is James Callis. I play Dr. Gaius Baltar on Battlestar Galactica, and you're listening to Galactical Quorum. Why did they never develop this one character? She's the Uhura. It's Lee. Lee's it's down for Lee. everyone. Lee, damn it. We'd all love to be Cylon lovers, wouldn't so, we? Hello, welcome to the Galactica Quorum. This is show 36. I'm Brian, and joining me today is... Michelle. Jason. We are a podcast, a fracking podcast about Battlestar Galactica. Our website is galacticaquorum.com. And our email is gquorum at gmail.com. That's G-Q-U-O-R-U-M. And we have a voicemail for you to call us. That's 206-350-6756. I want to note, if you listen to our old podcast, we had an old number that's not going to work anymore. So make sure you are dialing the new number. Again, that's 206-350-6756. We want to make sure we point out that we have a James Callis interview that was our previous show. It's been well-received. Thanks for everyone who wrote in about that. So if there's any new listeners, some of our, I guess you'd call them our highlight shows, would be the James Callis episode. That was episode 35. Last July, we interviewed Aaron Douglas, Chief Tyrrell. That was episode 23. And in the fall, we did several mini-casts leading up to Razor, and that culminated in a marathon show about Razor. Marathon for us, maybe not for some other podcasts. That one was number 29. And I guess you could say that we are not a Helo-bashing podcast. People want to We're know. We're an Apollo bashing podcast. Yeah. Wait, who bashes Hilo? Oh, several. I've said this before, and I had the same comment. Yes. Oh, some other podcast. We can replay this exact same <laughs> snippet. <laughs> I think he- all this has happened before, and all this will happen again. It's exactly right, because I've said this before in a previous podcast. Yeah. yeah. There are other podcasts out there. In fact, I found a um, I Hate Hilo thread on some forum. It fascinates me that people really hate him. Well, that we should just pick, like, a completely random character and just bash them into oblivion. We're bashing Apollo. No, no, no. Like, someone that's not even on the show anymore. Oh. Billy. Like, just no. take, Billy yeah, was a turd. Just, yeah, let's just take it to, like, an absurd level. No, no, we should bash... Let's bash the name, Boxy? No, no, no. Let's bash the little girl that was left on the aggro ship before uh, the Cylons nuked it. Right. Yeah. That little wench just just sitting there so, un- so oblivious to, like, everything that was going to happen. Waiting for her mommy. God. <laughs> she sucks. Jeez. Glad she died. <laughs> okay. okay. Anyways. Moving on. So in about two weeks is the season premiere for season four of Battlestar. Prior to that, on Friday, March 28th at 10 p.m., there's going to be two specials airing Battlestar Galactica Revisited, which is the recap of the first three seasons and Razor, and Battlestar Galactica The Phenomenon, which talks about the response from fans and critics. Some big news that just came out is that Caprica has been greenlit. They are starting production in the spring. It's been in development for a couple years now. It's going to be from Ron Moore and David Icke and centers on the beginning of the Cylon technology. It's going to feature two... Yeah, but I believe it's like pre-Cylon. Yeah, I think... I don't know how much it's going to actually have of any Cylon technology, if there is any at all. It's focusing on two families, the Adamas and the Greystones. So here's my question. Do you feel that it will... Give you your BSG fix? No, I don't think so. that. That's what worries me. No, I'm, I'm, like, I'm worried it's going to be a soap opera on the Sci-Fi Channel. That's what I'm worried. It's like, where's the conflict? It's not going to have any chase, any tension of they're going to get us. Is it going to be like the Capulets, the Montagues on Caprica? 
And besides, as we've discovered from other famous sci-fi brands, doing prequels is hard because you've got to base all your action into an ending that everyone knows exists. So if there's some kind of rivalry between the Adamas and the Greystones, gee, I wonder what families featured in the future. (laughs) Right. If you're doing an analogy, I'm just thinking, okay, compare it to like the Star Trek franchise, cheesy early show, begat a really cool second show, and I'm just wondering if this Caprica idea, does it become Voyager, which is kind of like, eh, but had its moments, or does it become Enterprise, which like Mm. went prequel route and just suck rocks? Hmm. See, I liked Enterprise. I think it had potential, but they screwed it up. No, I agree with that. Along like Bionic Woman kind of screwed up. Officially canceled. They had an idea... They executed it poorly. No, but see, I think Bionic Woman was worse than Enterprise. Maybe it's because I'm not a... Yeah, I'm not a big Trekkie. I mean, I love The Next Generation. That's the best, in my opinion. But I never really watched the original series. I mean, my father would probably disagree with me. He'd probably think the original series was really good. But I liked Enterprise, but I think I liked it because I took it for face value. The other thing I'm wondering about Caprica is it's great that it's coming from Moore and Ike so it's the same continuity of the show producers. But on the other hand, weren't they just saying that they were kind of ready to move on and do something else? And Well, maybe this is the something else. Yeah, I mean... It is, but it's in the same family, else. really. I mean... Because it, it, basically, it's a completely different show. I mean, you're not going to have the ships and the CG and you have some CG, but not to right. the extent. We're sick of all the stuff that made it fun for sci-fi fans. Let's make it... Yeah, <laughs> yeah if they're trying to really focus on characters... Don't focus too much on Gary. Let's just bring Firefly back. From a Maureen Ryan blog from the Chicago Tribune, she talked to Ron Moore and got these nuggets. There was a rumor that Joss Whedon was going to direct an episode. Whedon's a fan of the show, and apparently they had hoped to get him to do an episode, but that probably won't happen because Whedon is developing his own new show, Dollhouse. Moore mentions that Roma Lampkin will appear in one of the first ten episodes, and at least one more after that. Moore also says that they have no idea when the final 10 episodes will air, in other words, in 2008 or 2009. But shooting will wrap around June sometime, and post-production continues into the fall. It mentions a couple other projects he was working on. He was developing something called Warehouse 13 with another Battlestar writer for a show on sci-fi, but they both exited that project. And Moore and another Battlestar writer have a sci-fi-flavored pilot on development at NBC. But it sounds like now Caprica is going to get the most attention. Yeah. I also don't give anything a chance that's supposed to be on NBC. Me either. Based on what everything I've read about the new guy in charge of NBC. I worry about anything that goes on any network show. I mean, sci-fi related. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Unless he's trying to spin this as a reality sci-fi show, I don't see it hitting a major network. The only network, and it's a big irony, is Fox. I mean, as much as we slam Fox for... Screwing up Firefly. Screwing up Firefly. And we don't know yet the fate of Sarah Connor, but... At least they're putting these things on the air, and they, the ones that do show up, they seem to be fairly good shows that aren't mucked about too much. They have a little bit more of an edge that I think you'd see on CBS or NBC. So pick your poison. You'll go on a network that's going to give you a shot to make a good show, but they probably won't renew you for some reason. Or do you go on a, another network where they're going to just neuter your show, and it's going to just become irrelevant? Or stick to sci-fi where you're going to have a smaller audience, but lots of fans and That's right. podcasts that adore you. That's right. Well, I know call me a little biased, but it seems like that would actually be a good effort to try because it seems like the era of attracting mass audiences is done. 
So why not try something daring that would attract a hardcore audience that buys into everything? I agree. Especially, as much as people talk about attracting that demographic of 20 to 35-year-old males or something like that, gee, I wonder if that's sci-fi fan demographic. Granted, the hardest part there is getting them out of the house to go buy your products. But they could order that's them online. That's what the internet's for. They could order them online. I'm just curious to see what some of the actors are going to do afterwards. I'd like to see Tom O'Pennigan on another show. Get another good show with a long run. That he can kill? Another show where people hate him? <laughs> you know, I don't understand like why Hilo became the XO. That was weird. But... He's not that bad. So what if he's a Cylon lover? I mean, it's a freaking show, people. <laughs> hey. We'd all love to be Cylon lovers, wouldn't so we? Is it, worse, <laughs> is it worse to be an XO who's a Cylon lover or an XO who's a Cylon? Yeah, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Just to piggyback on the Roma Lampkin tidbit, we know that Deanna is coming back at some point for season four. We saw that on Letterman last night. Say, was Simon delivering one of those top tens? No. Because that's what I want to know. Where is Simon? It's just really weird to me. This is a thing that keeps I really coming in he- and out of my out of my radar. Is like, why did they never develop this one character? They've got. Do they need to. They do because it's one of the seven models. It's the, such potential for another. Say, my character. opinion on that was that most of his models were back on Caprica doing the Doctor thing. And I know, I guess he was over in New Caprica, too, at some point. But, I mean, he's not like Cavill. Cavill's like the older leader, kind of... spiritual. Yeah, and Deanna's the messed up one who doesn't quite know what she's about. And Six just... The hot naked one. Yeah, and she truly thinks that she is a human, or wants to be. And Sharon has no idea what she wants. And, you know, Doral's just Doral. And Leoben is, you know, the prophet. So... What is Simon? Simon's nothing. He's the researcher. Simon yeah. is the guy that they never bothered to characterize. The, why, the reason why you're like, well, what is this Simon? He isn't anybody because we don't know. And what do we obviously think? What makes Simon different from the rest of them? He's a black guy. Yeah. Thank you. That is the other thing. Even that, Cylons can't overcome that. I don't understand it. That and the Kane being gay and also a super maniac, homicidal, crazy person are the two things about this show. Don't, make any don't sense. vibe to me. Why do they do that? And why do they have the one? I think he's like the one black character who's like kind Duala. of relegated well, off yeah, to. But she's the only. Duala. I mean, she's D. The, she's the Uhura. But even her. She's the yeah. Oh my God. You know, that's you're so right. True. She is. She's the Galacticus telephone operator. I that's totally so didn't true. see that before. Oh my God. You know, I never saw that either. I never associated that. <laughs> but no, she is. Even now, though, she's kind of, like, not really there. Really she doesn't have a big see, role. She gloms on Lee, and she becomes less interesting. It's Lee. Lee's it's downfall Lee. of everyone. Lee, damn it. <laughs> well, let's see. Okay. The head of the good guys is, what, Hispanic. hmm But his son doesn't seem to show any trace of that. The second in charge guy is just white. Then you got a white woman. Yeah, they did not. But play. at least they have a woman president. Or right. That's something different. And your lead fly jock was a woman. Right. Fortunately, even the one that kind of challenged her for supremacy. But she was, was crazy. Right. She's crazy now, so. And Boomer's Asian. Right. Wait, but we went through this with the whole treatment of women before. Yeah. All your characters, no matter what, have to have at least one flaw to make the show interesting. If you have the perfect person, they become the least interesting character. Because even the guys all have flaws. 
We have a couple of voicemails that have accumulated. Uh, let's play those now. Hi, Quorum. This is Indiana LA. And I had two main points I wanted to address in terms of the Entertainment Weekly picture and you guys' analysis of it. And the first thing is, where's Tori? I felt she was the surprise Cylon in that she never really took Billy's place in terms of interaction with the rest of the characters and all that. And the fact that she's not in this picture makes me wonder if they're just going to give her short shrift in the upcoming season. And I kind of don't want to see that. She's interesting, but um, you don't know enough about her to care, really. The second thing is the info tidbit about Starbuck and Anders says the only one embracing Starbuck is Anders, and that's the quote. The more I think about it, the more I can see the points you guys brought up in the podcast about Cylon suspicion, duplicates, stuff like that. Or maybe she's just a head Starbuck, but then how is Anders seeing her if she leaves projection, vice versa? But my first thought on seeing the picture and reading the quote was that it's just uncomfortable. Like, um, the only one embracing Starbuck is Anders being that she's not embracing it. It's, you know, unidirectional. So I don't really know what to make of that. Anyway, great job on the podcast. Always fun to listen, and thanks for bringing the news and stuff to everyone's attention. Oh, the last thing is, his hair looking really bad in the picture. I just thought that, you know, needed mentioning. All right, keep up the great work. Bye, guys. Thanks. That actually is a good point. I totally didn't think about that, that Tori is completely absent from that shot. I they just killed Tori off. <laughs> that could be our first prediction, that just to show that the final five can die. Yeah, that, kill Tori! That she might be the first one to go. Dude, that would piss me off. I put on the Tory bandwagon from day one. <laughs> I, what is she's like the about an, her? She's like the anti-Hilo. Who doesn't love her? <laughs> oh my god. I don't understand. What it, What is so great about Tori? I'm just saying I've noticed that every time she's around, bad things happen. So what do you make of that, though? Is it just the, the fact, fact that, that she's not there? That there was the main cast and she's sort of yeah. not quite like A or she's never B been, plus she's level? Been, or, she's yeah. going to be the Simon of the final five. There you go. That's what she's going to be. There's probably too many characters to write in to keep her going. I guess they could have put her in and just had Anders and Star- since they had all, Since they listed Anders and Starbuck as kind of one unit on there, it seems like they could have been going for Tori. I think we could have done without Apollo in that picture because he's worthless. Someone is three-piece He's worthless. Seriously, I was telling Brian this earlier. If Apollo were to die or just conveniently never show up on the show ever again with no explanation, I really wouldn't care. I wouldn't be like, I wonder where Apollo went. I'd be like, oh, Apollo's gone? Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, to me, Apollo has reached the kind of Nikki Jessica level of interest where I don't care what he does anymore. Like, what is his purpose other than to be Starbucks sounding board for something. If he's not going to be a pilot, he's going to be civilian. Can what can he contribute shit? anymore to any plot? Well, I bet you a million dollars in the first episode. Okay. I'll take that bet. No, I won't bet you a million dollars. <laughs> I bet you in the first episode, he gets back in the flight suit. Well, he was in the back. flight suit. He was flying to go. No, but I mean, I mean, he'll be back in the military. He'll be back in his father's arms and he'll be like the golden boy again within the first episode or maybe the first two. Yeah, maybe. He flip-flops so much. I, here's what I think is going to happen. He'll land. He's in his flight suit. He's like, oh, I'm back. Starbucks here with me. I want to help out, blah, blah, blah. And Adama will say something like, that's great. You know, but you really shouldn't have done something, something. And then he'll be like, well, forget you. I'm not going to do it anyway. He'll have a hissy fit. He'll walk off. He'll abandon his flight jacket forever. I could see that, except I would actually say Adama going, you know, the military doesn't work that way. You can't just decide... When you quit and when you're back in, you quit, you're out. That's what it should have been a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah, like when he held that gun to Ty's head. Okay, here's call number two. 
I saw when I was watching Stargate Atlantis that tonight will be the season finale of Flash Gordon. Do you guys know if uh, it'll be the last season finale, series finale? I Please tell me that's so, because I really hate that show. Keep up the good work. Thanks. Bye. Flash Gordon. What? Uh, you, you think they would have put this one out of its misery already, but there's been no official word that I know of that it's coming back or not coming back. And believe it or not, there's actually people, there's fans for every show, no matter how bad Maybe it is. I like the cheese that it is. I just hope that they don't renew it and stick it as the lead-in to Battlestar. That <gasps> would suck. I've never noticed a lead-in or not. I mean, what can I say? My right. version of this is Battlestar Galactica at this point is so much better than a lot of than so many other things on sci-fi. It doesn't matter what you lead in with it or what's after it. People tune in to Battlestar Galactica and then they leave. It's kind of like putting comedies in between Friends and Seinfeld. Right. Sometimes they'll get watched because people are lazy, but you can just tell which are the good shows and which are the bad shows. Lead-ins probably mean less and less in the era of internet. Right. TiVo. Again, it's the old model. It's the tin can. We have some emails that deal with speculation about the show and Final Five. The final one has to be a woman. You think? You think so? has to be. They wouldn't have the five being four men and one woman, especially if it's a woman that they're more or less admitting Mm -hmm. is not a major character. And it's going to be dead. No, it can't be Callie. It's Cat. Cat will come back. It's Cat or Ellen or Shaw. It's Yeah. It's Cat or Ellen. It's but wouldn't somebody it be weird, off. though, to make Shaw... But I don't Shaw... think it's Ellen. I think it'd be cool if it was Ellen. Wouldn't it yeah, be weird, though, if... I want together. Why not? I just don't think they would have. No, well, wouldn't well, it be weird if they brought Shaw back when we've only really known her from Razor and we don't really have anything invested in her? It... Would you really be like, no. oh, that's awesome? No, because there's going to be a part of your audience that didn't see Razor. Exactly. Go, I don't think I don't think it's Shaw. What? Yeah. Yeah, but on the other hand, are they going to make it some major character? All right, let's get to this email. Okay, this is from Ben. He writes, In the end, I expect that the ragtag fleet will find Earth, but will discover something about their own origins they had never suspected. In my theory, and this connects with all this has happened before and will happen again observation, everything that's happening is happening in a cycle, and the colonists represent the eventual offspring slash evolution of the previous generation of Cylons. The answer is spelled out in front of you every episode, and in hindsight, it's obvious. Number one, the Cylons were created by man. Number two, they rebelled. Number three, they evolved. Number four, they look and feel human. Some of them are programmed to think they are human. There are many copies, and they have a plan. Number five, eventually they become man in every respect, basically, quote, the plan, and forget their roots. Number six, go to one. There's no need for time travel, magic, aliens, or anything to explain what's happening. The silence forget their origins. The colonists only have vague legends about where they come from, and eventually end up reproducing because they end up combining with the colonists and eventually become human. The visions, Starbucks' lifelong dreams of the eye of Jupiter, the music, they're all leftover bits of data passed down generation after generation of, quote, previous Cylon genetics until they're triggered by a different stimuli that only happens during the trip. It's leftover bits and bites from the last time a ragtag fleet was chased through space by robots turned organic. So he's saying that the now humans are descendants of the original Cylon humans. Cylons from the previous Earth. Mm-hmm. And then they went to the colonies and created the Cylons again, just like the previous Earth. Right. I mean, I get it, but it's I still confusing. It, but yeah, that's one I can't quite grasp. In I like seconds. the concept. It's, in a way, 
have to wrap your noodle around it, but in a way, it's really the keep it simple theory. It's basically saying, like, you start with this group. Cylons are created by humans. Eventually, they merge to become just like one group, and they call themselves eventually humans. They forget the past. And then it happens again. The humans create Cylons again. Cyclical. And it happens over. In a way, it's almost too simple. On the plus side, this works because it's always been there, and you can see how it was there from the beginning. But on the other hand, I think people are waiting for a big, oh, type of moment where they, yeah. something like just sparks in, in their head and they're like, that is the, the big mystery that I've been waiting to know about for the past four seasons. Instead of, oh, that's just Yeah, been I there. need an oh moment. Right. So part of me is wondering if there isn't like still some critical piece of information that we have yet to know about that'll happen in season four. I'm sure there is. There has to be. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the end. Almost the best way to end it is kind of looking at ambiguous, kind of like what they said in the original Galactica series was like, well, we can't really let them know we found Earth because Earth is so far behind us that the Sons would wipe it out without thinking, you know, without even batting an eyelash. We almost like the same thing. Like, they find Earth and find out these people are no help to us. And it's just more people we would have to protect. Right. We've got to keep going by and searching for Earth and leave the Cylons away. It's almost like... Well, even if they go to Earth and Earth is like our present time Earth... Yeah. Yeah, we're still really far behind. We don't have battleships right. that are in well, space. I'm saying, I'm saying it ends with this group of humans choosing to sacrifice themselves yeah. to keep the remaining humans hidden from Cylons. I think Jason just closed it right up. They're going to sacrifice themselves and that'll be the end of it. Well, it's not a sacrifice. It's an ambiguous ending. That says, Here's my thing. You know, they will keep... Have Hilo nuke everything. Have <laughs> and Apollo then he... save everyone. Oh, screw Apollo. <laughs> Maybe when it's all decided that, you know, when it revealed that there's the final four or five Cylons. Maybe it's like, okay, if we take these guys with us, we'll leave you alone. You mean the Cylons take the final five with them? Yeah. Yeah. Which would be hokey. It would be hokey. So if you guys agree to go with the Cylons, the rest of the human... I just wanted to, the only thing I want to know is what the deal is with the final five. Right. That's all I want to know. Okay, there are 12 Cylon models. And I guess we're now all assuming it's the seven and the final five. But right. yeah, like, what's the deal? Were they the first ones that never became replicants? Yeah. Athena said that there was a line and the hybrids were this line that didn't quite work. So right. maybe the final five were another line that went in a completely different direction than the current Cylons that we know. Maybe they decided that. That, like, they were a line that was supposed to be duplicated, but they decided that, you know what? They I were too to, human to duplicate I, them? I need to be unique. Yeah. So they sent them. It's still hard to imagine Colonel Ty, because he can't just show up that age. Well, he, well, no. And he's been around forever. So, like, the line was started, and, like, well, what about the other ones? I think that's all we're going to have time for this time. We're going to try to get in at least one more small podcast before the season, so... Again, our website is galacticacorum.com, email gcorum at gmail.com. So until next time, thanks for joining us. Write in with some more questions and your theories. Give us a call. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
I had a rant. I'm sorry. I'm torn. I can't figure <laughs> out. She she threw me by just that little weird self conversation. It's not even a monologue because I really think there were two different voices going in her head. So it can't technically be a monologue. 